0: We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. divorce. Before... Super <laughs>
1: divorce.
0: Hi, welcome to the Super Divorce Supercast. This is Nick, and I'm a uh, vocalist in this band. I'm Bob. I play guitar.
1: I'm Zach, and I don't really do anything. I'm also not Zach. I'm Bender. I don't know why yeah. I said that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you're the only Zach now, so I am the only Zach. But we could it's, uh, go
1: to calling you Zach. No, that was a slip. That was a slip. Freudian, yeah. Mm-hmm. Freudian Flip. slip.
0: The first time I heard uh, that phrase, Freudian slip, I thought they were talking about a condom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that could make sense.
0: That was, uh, that was many years ago. wasn't like bit. yesterday or anything, but oh yeah. <clears throat> um. Sigmund Freud did focus a lot on genitals. Yeah. So genital fixation. When you have sex, don't forget to wear your Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be the act of the condom slipping, so it'd be like don't have a Freudian slip or oh. else you might get her get your partner pregnant. Yeah. But That would be more in line with what it actually means. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that to happen. Right. You know? <laughs> Unless you're trying to accidentally get your girlfriend pregnant, then you You might hope for a Freudian slip. Trying to accidentally accidentally get your girlfriend pregnant. Yeah. That's hilarious. Don't do that. No. Yeah, that's bad. (laughs) Yeah, I just had a flash in my mind about there's this uh, stereotype that it's only women that will get pregnant on purpose to keep the guy around, but I wonder if there's men who purposefully poke holes in condoms to get their girlfriend pregnant so she'll feel the need to stay with him. I'm sure that's happened more than once. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd have to... I mean, you know, you have to do it many times, I feel, (laughs) (laughs) because contrary to what they tell you in school, it's not as easy to get pregnant as uh, they make it out to be. Yeah. Not for everyone, anyway. Right. So... But they uh, they try to make it seem like just just uh, looking at a girl gets her pregnant. (laughs) Then you learn about ovulation and you know and the eggs are dangling there is when you want to get them. Mm -hmm. But uh, when they're up in the fallopian tubes, they're uh, borderline inaccessible. Mm -hmm. So have unprotected sex, everybody. Just kidding. (laughs) Don't do that. Well, do it if you want to have a kid, but. Yeah, that's the best way to have a child. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some people would take issue with that. They would say artificial insemination's the best way. Well, yeah, Cause, uh, the act of sex is. I guess that that's the most fun way. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'd agree with that. It's the old-fashioned way. <laughs> that's. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, Just go ahead and have a good, have a good fuck. Hey, we've uh, posted a few videos <laughs> recently of uh, songs that we're working on, and uh, good news is we're actually going to the studio on Monday to finish up the very last finishing touches on the mixes for this record that we've been working on for months now. So that's exciting. I um, will be going up, and it's going to be heavily focused on uh, kind of tweaking vocals, but I guess you know we'll kind of go every go over everything else as well. Right bob i believe is coming up and uh mm-hmm. yeah i look forward to getting this thing finished yeah. i look forward to uh doing away with all the instruments except for guitars mm. and just uh having just that final that final a gu- tweak where you delete all the files that <laughs> delete recorded. all the drums and the bass crank the guitars and push the vocals way back, back to mm-hmm. where they sound like they're a mile away with a very heavy effect of some sort on right. them, so it so makes it sound like, sound like them. the vocals are actually guitars, <laughs> right? In the <laughs> background, you push the vocal track through an amplifier with the highest gain setting turned on. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know what gain is, it's uh, distortion. So we want a distorted or it, could, be vocal a, it sound. could also be a group of people. Who go around causing trouble. uh, uh, (laughs) Could be a group of people who uh, uh, follow around uh, Sasquatch. Yeah, you could have uh, a Sasquatch gain. Right. (laughs) So we're going to be getting our album back, and that's cool. And uh, yeah, we're working on a little video project um, to accompany that. Yeah. And everything yeah. that, all the work that comes along with finishing the album, like deciding how many, deciding whether we're going to do physical CDs and down the line if we're going to do vinyl and getting merch and booking shows and blah, blah, blah. Being, all the being a band stuff will come back. Yeah. And we'll have to get off our lazy asses and do something. Well, that's what I want to do. <laughs> right, yeah, me too. Stuck in a goddamn limbo game. <laughs> you know, people are talking about being stuck in limbo. Mm-hmm. You know, but that imagine it? being stuck in a limbo game. Yeah, where you're, like, bent over. And, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Combine that, being stuck in a limbo game, and put it inside a limousine. Make it a limbo zine. <laughs> <laughs> so where you're playing... You're not only playing limbo for all of eternity, but it's in a limousine that's driving on a nice bumpy road. You might be able to do that in one of those SUV limousines, limousines, and then just clear the seats out and make a limbo floor. Right. And uh, you could get a game of limbo going when you're on your way to the wedding. Yeah. Or that you never get to because you're in limbo. Yeah. So you're always on your (laughs) always on your way to a wedding. (laughs) Forever. But you you never, never get married. Never quite get there. Mm. Yeah, That's, That would be awful. And there's no alcohol on the limbo zine because <laughs> it's... Uh, it's a hazard to the game. Right. Your back will start hurting. <laughs> <when you're back> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I'd imagine within the first 15 minutes, it'd get very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then for the rest of eternity, mm-hmm. you'd be in pretty rough shape. And it's not like you, you can't stop. No. The pain just intensifies. Right. But it doesn't it doesn't stop you from performing the limbo. No. It just feels worse and worse as time goes on. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time you sustained injuries that would be considered life-threatening in in normal life, your body just would heal itself and mm-hmm. then you'd start back at square one. I mm-hmm. feel like Unless you find a way to continue intensifying the pain forever. Well, maybe you can get to the point where your back is cracked in half, like your spine's broken, so you're kind of, you're basically on the floor Mm -hmm. with your knees bent back, just kind of pulling yourself along with this broken, snapped back. But you're kept alive by the fact that it's limbo. Yeah. But you just keep dragging yourself <laughs> underneath the uh, limbo bar, mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth. I feel okay. like this is leading into a, uh, a Hellraiser plot somehow. <laughs> and this is a new Cenobite, Clive area. Barker's limbo zine.
1: I think it would be. Hellraiser 9? No, at this point, I think it would be Hellraiser Hellraiser 12, Limbo Jesus v.
0: Christ, <laughs> there's that many of them?
1: oh And they're all terrible. Jesus. as Hellraiser is one that I just never never got into it. Never mm. liked it. I've seen probably six of them.
0: How do you think it would have turned out if um, you would replace the character of Pinhead with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin? Probably worse. Worse? I think it would have been better. <laughs> I th- <laughs> I've never seen the film because I was petrified of uh, Pinhead as a child. I've only seen so. the first one, and I I don't think it's as bad as Bender says it is. Mm. It's just like it's all right. Yeah. For the for the not...
1: amount of like street cred it has in the horror community, I don't think.
0: Well, I feel like for the time, so you think it's overrated? Like... Oh, You're not horror saying. Horror. I think for the time, it was pretty shocking because you didn't have a lot of movies that were kind of going that. Uh, deep into like the torture and hellish depictions i mean you had horror movies but i feel like that was pushing the envelope at that point and now it's just kind of like well
1: it looks cheesy and the blood's like a little off and it's not even (laughs) i don't even think it looks that cheesy like there's that scene in the first hellraiser where the guy Rematerializes out of the pool of blood, like on the floor. Yeah, like that's like well done. Like it's a, it's 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 well made and everything. I just, just I just think it's dumb. I think the story's <laughs> dumb. I think the characters were dumb. I always thought I think Pinhead it's a was, piece of junk. I always thought Pinhead was stupid. I was would you say, would some, you
0: say that you think like, that movie's a piece of junk?
1: It is a piece of junk. Okay. I don't like. And the only other how many bags
0: of of popcorn would you give it out of five?
1: Two bags. Okay. And then I was feeling a one bagger. I also I don't like Clive Barker in general because I also don't like Nightbreed, and Nightbreed has a very hefty cult following. I don't see anything wrong with Nightbreed. I don't like Nightbreed. I thought the story for Nightbreed was ridiculous, Hmm. and it was not a fun movie. I like. uh, I'm lost. I liked that David Cronenberg was in it, but other than that, I thought it was not—it was not a good movie. And I've seen it like three times.
0: Well, sounds like a sorry, Clive Barker. It's, it's a cool title, I think. I've never seen Nightbreed, nor do I know what it's about, but it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch it sometime. If I'm gonna judge it by its title, I'd give that a four bagger for a title. I like Nightbreed. It sounds cool.
1: I I'd give, <laughs> it, I'd give it one and a half bags of popcorn.
0: What about the title? What if you've never seen it?
1: Well, the reason I watched it was the title. So five so bags on the title. Five movie. bags on the title. <laughs> one and, and then one and a half bags on the, bags the movie. On the movie. <laughs> we need
0: we need to go right into TT Boys. That's cool. Okay. Because there's something we need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm scared. Do you know what this is I about, do not, Bender? Nothing. Okay. I don't know so we're both in the dark on something we need to talk about. Yeah, and I okay. we can elaborate a little bit because I, I know the whole story on this. Okay, so, so. it's not going to be one of those where we're no shooting completely blind from the hip. But this is one where I think you'll have some thoughts. Okay. So here's, <laughs> first I'll give you the headline, all right? Deodorant spray. British teen died from aerosol product in August, coroner says. Okay. <clears throat> <coughs> Died from the product. Hmm.
1: But it was in August. This is yeah. January.
0: Yeah. So I guess they've just released the coroner's report. Cause of death. Yeah. What immediately comes to mind is um, how do you die from a, a deodorant spray? So I, my mind immediately went to possibly huffing it to get high. I don't know, maybe spraying large quantities of it into a rag or a garment of some kind, and then sticking your face in it and you know, kind of breathing it in like people do with spray paint and getting getting high and dying from it. I don't know how else you could die from deodorant spray. What do you think? Uh, see, Bender. my Bender.
1: Uh, my first thought was... I thought
0: Charlie Kelly style, yeah. like,
1: from It's Always Sunny, huffing it. Of course, it doesn't, not even the headline supports it, but you were just like, dyes with aerosol, and I'm just like, ooh, flamethrowers.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, when you were a kid, you'd grab a can of Axe body spray and yeah, a lighter, lighter. and you've got a makeshift, <laughs> you know, but makeshift flamethrower. Then thrower. it would just
1: be burned a lot, burned self alive. Right, exactly. I would so, feel like so a the idiot. headline doesn't really support my theory, but that's what I thought. Right. Maybe I just wished he died from burning.
0: That's, that's not. <laughs> well, I know. We, hopefully we don't. he died painlessly, but we'll, Nick looks a little, he if you not, guys could see Nick's face, he's
1: a little, here's what really he
0: happened. looks like it's weighing heavy on him a little bit. So here's how he really died via aerosol spray. Okay. His guardian, he, he was in a foster home. How old was he again? I think uh fourteen or fifteen. Well, so that's... not a chi- not a child. No, not a baby. A teenager. Yeah, a teen. Um he had suffered from some depression uh-huh. and hoarding symptoms, but he was not suicidal, so it's been ruled an accident. Uh-huh. But he refused to take showers. And so what he would do is he would use um, very, very large quantities of uh, uh, aftershave Uh and aerosol spray deodorant to cover up how he smelt. Okay. And his guardian said he would use about half half a container of spray at one time every day to start his day. And then, uh, apparently, he just passed out and didn't wake up. <laughs> Sorry. God damn. Like, what? You just said you looked so serious the whole time. I wasn't expecting you to burst out laughing. Well, I read it, and I'm just thinking to myself, how do you allow this kid, why would you continue buying him aerosol-sprayed deodorant if he's using half a container at a time? He lived in the UK, right? Yeah. (laughs) Where I think healthcare is pretty much... It's socialized healthcare. So I feel like you could take this child to a a clinic or a doctor or something and just figure out maybe another way or a compromise of some type to where you're not using such exorbitant amounts of... That has to be... uh, Gross negligence, isn't that what they call it? I. Uh, you could also, at some point, say, get in the fucking shower. <laughs> I'm not buying you aerosol spray deodorant yeah. uh, so that you can use half a can a to- at a time. Yeah. Uh, and it then seems then, like there's enabling happening, of yeah. course. And um, aftershave. So... <laughs> Not only do you do the spray for probably, like, 20 minutes, <laughs> then you just, like... Pro- Pour oh, you know. aqua velva on your face? <laughs> yeah. For... Maybe he had, like, a... He had to smell terrible.
1: horrible. I would the imagine. The house had
0: to just be... I wonder what that the, the boy's room smelled like. Well, they said I, there was a large collection of, like, the aerosol cans in his room. Strewn about, yeah. I would imagine. Just because I would imagine spraying yourself with half of a can that is meant to last you I don't know I don't really use uh sprayed deodorant. so when I I, I, for the brief time I used them when I was like a freshman in high school they last for months (laughs) seriously like thousands (laughs) of sprays like Mm -hmm. it's like
1: uh I don't think I ever, when I was in high school, used them because that's when they were real popular. Right when I was in high school, I I didn't think they were I, as
0: prevalent anymore these days. I, I didn't don't either, think they no. either. My stepdad used Mitchum mm-hmm. spray. I remember that. Remember Brute? So, yeah, it yeah. was endorsed by Brett Favre. Uh huh. <laughs> but I think the only Axe I don't body think I ever spray, of course, ran out of a bottle.
1: I think I would just lose them, or they would mm-hmm. get tossed out, or yeah. something like that. But I never like had one long enough to actually use it up and require buying more.
0: I would get them as gifts sometimes (laughs) like, you know, how you get the little Christmas gifts that are Mm -hmm. like a pair, you know, a pack of socks and a deodorant, you know get an axe body spray um, but yeah, I think I used used axe before. Using enough to kill yourself yeah it was because of the uh What was it? Whatever gas is used um, as like a propellant, there was too much of that in his bloodstream. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're breathing it in. I mean, imagine that kind of weird feeling you get in your throat when you accidentally breathe in a little bit of hairspray, or you know, you can think about how toxic that is, but imagine just living in a fucking cube of that shit all day long yeah it probably wasn't just the time that day that he used it no if he was staying in this room that was a long time coming man. yeah yeah he was probably poisoned over an extended period yeah because you i just i i really don't understand for one uh i'm sorry but the kid is fucking stupid right not taking a shower. Oh yeah. It's not like he's, he was eight years old and didn't know any better. He's 15 years old. Yeah. You know, three years away from being considered an adult in the eyes of the law. And it didn't say he had like, um, a fear of water or anything. It's just said he didn't want to take showers. So he yeah. would just cover himself in body spray and aftershave God. to mask whatever odor he had going on because he knew he smelled bad. So he's not hes not an idiot in that yeah. respect. <laughs> but he's got, he's got it figured out to the point where he knows he smells like shit and he needs to cover it up and he's embarrassed about smelling like shit. Um, but there's an easy way to get around smelling like shit and it's getting in the shower and taking a nice... <laughs> A nice shower. <laughs> you don't even have to shower every day. No. Come up with a compromise with him, even if he only showered once every couple days or something. That's better than what he was doing. Yeah. And that, it sounds like a severely crippling psychological issue that he was having. Yeah. So that should have been addressed right also, away. also. Before uh, it got this bad. Uh, fuck the Guardians. Yeah. For buying this shit for him. Right. And allowing that to go on. Yeah. So. That's true. Everyone in this scenario needed a, a nice swift kick in the ass. Yeah. And uh, it didn't happen. I hope the Guardians get some kind of punishment for this. There's. I know you said it was ruled an accident. But yeah. like I said. there's, There's laws against negligence like that yeah. as parents. Well. And not only negligence. It's not like he was. Working, I'd imagine he probably wasn't working a forty-hour-week job, and (laughs) going to the store and buying forty cans of Axe body spray. No, that's what I'm saying. Someone had to buy them them for him. (sighs) That's that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. Mm. Well, life cut short by body (laughs) (laughs) spray. Let's talk about another life cut short. (laughs) (laughs) where'd it go here Um, Belgorod, Russia video shows doctor throwing fatal punch to patient's head, reports say Okay, I didn't (laughs) I don't know anything about this we don't know anything about this but uh, I'd imagine the doctor didn't just punch the patient out (laughs) without being provoked In some way. One punch man. Maybe he told the patient, you know, we can't enlarge your penis. Um, It's not, the technology doesn't exist yet over here in Russia. Mm -hmm. The man became belligerent and uh, he had to to sock him one. So he punched him hard enough to kill him. Yeah. That's rough. I just, yeah, I've never... I've never heard anything like that happen. Former special forces (laughs) doctor. (laughs) It doesn't say where he punched him. Do you think it was a throat punch or a I'm guessing maybe he punched him like in the temple. In the temple or I know sometimes that orbital bone that kinda is above your eye. Yeah. Where your you know, where your brow starts, Mm -hmm. that can cave in really easily if you get punched there. Yeah. Especially bare knuckle. Um, cause I've, I've heard stories about that orbital bone being shattered by punches. So if you get a couple shards of that bone in the wrong spot in your brain or something, you know, do you think the doctor treated him for his wounds? <laughs> maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe he was trying to uh, give himself a patient. Man, there's nothing wrong with this guy. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make some money today. It was a slow day at the hospital, <laughs> and there was a guy who was just about to be released, and he just kind yeah. of walked up and jacked him right in the right in the side of the head, <laughs> or maybe on top of the head. Yeah, that hurt. <laughs> I, just, I just thought of when you said on top of the head. I just thought of like a fucking three stooges, like <laughs> yeah. like a hammer punch. Like, yeah, the guy with like, the soft part of the of the bottom of your fist that. Well, he could have just got more annoying those, than it. Any... Well, if you did it hard <laughs> enough, if the doc was a big guy, yeah. you could, like, compact the spine, <laughs> just drive the head straight down. Yeah, like if you were the, uh, the, the Nazi from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark that gets chopped up in the propeller blade. Yeah. If you were the size or of that guy.
1: The, somebody's fatality in Mortal Kombat is to, like, I think it's Goro's in the newest Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. He, like, you, like grabs just... Their, grabs their head, pushes it down into their stomach, and then, like, rips their stomach off, and their their face is, like, in their belly, and they just, like, fall yeah. over. They,
0: they, like, turn into Krang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um... I hope the doctor had a good reason for punching the guy. Perhaps it was self-defense. You know, that's one of those I'd like to learn a little more about, but... That's something we're against on this show, <laughs> is learning anything. So yeah. we're just about pure speculation. So, so um, <laughs> maybe we can go back to those later because everything else looks kind of boring. Okay. I don't want to bore people. Yeah. So we could always go and do Artist Searchlight real quick. Okay. Um, I have one. Artist Searchlight. For Bender. Uh, Bender is going to be talking about uh, Bob Seeger. That's a good one. <laughs> I like Bob Seger <clears throat> I like Bob Seger a lot. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. Bender looks I'm very disappointed. Give one for me, and then I'll give one
1: for him, and then you we'll get started. Uh, I guess talk about they might be giant.
0: They might be giants. Yeah. Isn't that it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. Okay. And uh Nick is going to talk about uh Chumbawamba. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> cool. I heard Chumbawamba on the radio today. Cool. Good. You did? Yeah. Good preparation. Did take you back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Did you uh
0: happen to get knocked down and I get got, back I got in again? Yeah. Okay. Um about did. Chumbawamba, <laughs> I guess I'll start.
1: <laughs> you can start. That's fine
0: uh i i go to the line in that song that i always thought was pretty controversial so you're you're just narrowing chumbawamba down to i get knocked down no not that part Uh, well i mean that song isn't that the title of it yeah like (laughs) is that the title no
1: it's called thumb thumper thumb thumper i thought it was tub thumper tub tub thumper thumper? it's one word yeah tub thumper
0: (laughs) tub thumper (laughs) <laughs> Why? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, I am narrowing them down, down
1: the
0: <laughs> Because as far as I don't even know, um, maybe I think there was a full album it had like I a baby on the cover. Yeah, I to like. it was something like Oh boy. Yeah, thought. there was a baby. Yeah. I was
1: like, "Hey, come on. <laughs> do you remember any of the other songs?" Yes, you do? Yes, I do. There was a song about... Was Tub Thumper the best? (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) There was a song about... um, uh, Somebody, like, came to the door and asked if they, like, suffered from long-term memory loss, and then the response was, I can't remember, and that was the whole chorus, (laughs) was just do you suffer from long term memory loss i can't remember do you suffer from long t- i can't oh remember oh my god and I was
0: like, uh, yeah and that was uh, put out by a major label <laughs> yeah for sure in the 90s uh anything could be a number one song yeah. i think i think there's a double edged sword there I, frank zappa talked about it he's like when record labels were run by clueless assholes they would just throw stuff out there and make it stick with marketing and stuff. But now that musicians run record labels, like former musicians, they have specific tastes and they're a lot less willing to take a chance on something strange that might become a hit. Yeah. Therefore, you get all these cookie cutter you know, songs that become hits all the time because <laughs> nothing is unique. Um, but then again, it kind of filters out Chumbawamba and
1: well yeah, Bahamurum. <laughs> I think they were a group of anarchists.
0: Oh boy. Anarchy um, in the UK. Well, see, uh, they had the very controversial line in that song where they said, pissing the night away. <laughs> and that, to me, I mean, well, I guess it makes sense now that they were anarchists and they made this song with uh, such vile, inappropriate lyrics mm-hmm. uh, is pissing the night away. I mean, that was on the radio. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't hear I'm that. Pissing the night away. That's a, that's a cuss word. Yeah. You, they could have said peeing the night away. And that would have been... Peeing? <laughs> peeing the night away. <laughs> Urinating the night away. Yeah. Um, so to me, they're a little controversial in that. In that regard, and I I can't get on board with them, because I think that as artists and musicians, they should have uh, known their audience. (laughs) They should have taken into account the fact that this is going to be on the radio, and kids are going to hear this when they're driving with their parents. Riding on the school bus is when I, and uh, at the pool, Mm -hmm. I heard that all the time. It's a bad influence. (laughs)
1: Because then when the kids have to go to the bathroom, what are they going to say? I have to go piss. Well, they were pissing the night away because the guy was just shit-faced the whole I song. I know. And that's another Is thing. Is that
0: what it's about? He's shit-faced. Takes yeah. a whiskey drink, he take takes a vodka drink, 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 drink takes a lager drink, he takes a, a cider drink. drink.
1: Like, just drink and drink it, I didn't and see... Don't cry for me. Next door
0: neighbor. Don't drive do for me. Don't cry for me. Because
1: he got alcohol poisoning and died in the song. Oh. Well,
0: uh what i was going to say is when i was a child um i i didn't know what the song was really about because it's somewhat hard to understand what the guy's saying at certain points so when he when the woman's singing pissing the night away i just pictured a guy in a stall just taking a long piss <laughs> <laughs> for like hours on end yeah but now you know we know better and it's about uh I I think of well, you pissed your whole night away is like you just sat on your ass and wasted your time. Well, that's what he doing did. you did. doing Nothing drink right. Yeah. you drank too much, but and I didn't understand that in context uh, And then they made fun of Madonna, yeah, the Evita thing. hmm don't don't cry for uh, me Argentina. Argentina. yeah. And then they say don't cry for <laughs> me next door neighbor. neighbor. Uh Trying to devalue Madonna's song. And so, to me, that's just um, disrespect on top of disrespect. And to me, uh, they can get lost. And I'm glad (laughs) they they haven't come out with another song. (laughs) Why don't you just get lost, Chubba Wumba? They had their time in in the spotlight. The spotlight's gone. And I don't think society is going to forgive them for it. And I I am... uh, elated i couldn't be happier <laughs> that those people have uh taken a turn for the worst and and we won't hear from them again so audios chumbawamba yeah and this Goodbye. is hopefully the last time that i'll ever have to talk about you on this show so good yeah sorry i had to i felt like that needed to be said so that's why i chose <laughs> them for the artist searchlight so. well I'm glad you got got that point across. there because I know it was weighing heavy on your soul. They're now
1: retired from this podcast. <laughs> Should we get a board of retired categories? <laughs> like just like a whiteboard that we can write like never ever mentioned. Yeah, Chumbawamba. Yeah, would be, Will the be first number one. one. It'll be the first first thing that we never talk about on this okay. podcast. They're the first thing to ever be retired from
0: uh, <laughs> Supermorse <Wars> Supercast. <laughs> fucking Chumb. Adios. Uh, see ya. Sayonara. Maybe we can put that in the Adios
1: board. Yeah, the Adios board. That's right. Bob Seeger? I don't know. I knew. I knew sitting here I was going to get somebody I didn't know. Well, Hold on. we
0: both know that you know who Bob Seeger is. I know and You're me. holding back everything that you do know because you're embarrassed about what a super fan you are of him. Oh
1: i i I know his name I just i can't i there's so much of his music that I enjoy i can't even i don't even know where to start
0: well just uh start with his debut and kind of what he did for the music industry when he first what <laughs> was the on name the of
1: scene? his debut album it was uh it was secret lovers sounds
0: like sounds about right yeah uh, what was um, the first single
1: <laughs> uh uh it was uh it was Secret Lovers and then it was just like the 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 single was uh <laughs> men or women.
0: Mm-hmm. What year did that come out? 1976. Okay, 76 was a great year for yeah. music. Uh, a great year for Bob Seeger too. De- debut album Secret Lovers <laughs> uh, with the hit single Men, men or, or Women. women. What what was that song about? What was it about his? It was he was not he was, yes
1: he was not very good at writing songs that, uh, hit, you know, with hidden meanings. You know he's very upfront about everything. So that song was about. <laughs> he sort of wore his heart off Does of he sleeve. prefer men or women? And it was it was you know it was an admission. He likes men both, <laughs> men both. or women. Yeah, it was like
0: I don't care. I don't care. So um, what? How, how would you? a touchy subject in the seventies. Right. So you would, uh, would you consider him a pioneer of the LGBT community as far as getting it out there that it's okay to, uh, to did, love men. He, it's okay to love women, and, and it's okay to love both.
1: See, he was adopted by the community, you know. Yeah. And, but he was never he never particularly associated. It was just his thing. That was just what he did. Yeah. He liked. He just liked it. It was. Mm-hmm. You know. He wasn't just like all about you know being being by, and he was he was pretty young when that came out right yeah
0: how old was he in 76 he was 23 23 okay yeah how would you uh describe uh the the sound was it um was it like synth pop or was it uh you know yeah, it was pretty, disco it was pretty rockin' pretty rockin' yeah
1: it's okay. not, like, it's it's not, you know... Are we talking arena rock? It's not or? metal. It's, it's that very, uh, <clears throat> It's like, it's like, uh... It's classic sounding. It's like, like the old Eagles? person rock. Like the Eagles kind, kind of, of? Yeah. Yeah, it's not like...
0: Yeah.
1: Who, do, who did I talk about last week? Uh, fucking...
0: Dale talked about Joe Cocker
1: last no, week. No, I know, but... <laughs> Dale gave me, uh... <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of along those lines. So you're thinking so like,
0: like blues rock. Sorta. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: something, something everybody's dad and or grandpa would listen to. That's not is he too still far off, playing actually.
0: music today?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He's about to release his fifteenth uh, studio album.
0: Typically, he's referred to in in solo form as just Bob Seger, but um he actually has a band that backs him up, and I always forget the name of the band. It's Bob Seger and the... Country Folk. And the Country Folk. Okay. So, catch Bob Seger and the Country Folk <laughs> on uh, their 2016 tour. And what um, Where can you see them? Are they playing like arenas or are they playing like no, they're, uh, clubs? They're, they're, they're clubs? popular. They're mm-hmm.
1: popular, so they're playing arenas. I think the closest they're coming to us is Louisville. So uh-huh. okay. Yeah. You
0: know. Could you maybe, uh, maybe not this year, but next, possibly would they... Are they like a phrase pavilion band would they do a phrase or would they play like another I think center? they'd
1: be more like I I mean I think they they would sell well at Riverbend, at Riverbend. not even PNC Pavilion mm-hmm. but Riverbend itself okay you know they they do do something like that it's mm-hmm. it's very I it doesn't have the same vibe but it's uh I put them up that experience of near a Buffett experience. Like it's just a bunch of people that are like just there to see Bob Seger and the country folk, you know, they all, they all enjoy it. And they're all, (laughs) it's a community, Uh you know, so (laughs) Bob said, they've got a new album coming out. Uh, Tell us a little
0: about that is a big fan. Just, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, they're still rocking.
1: Like they haven't really changed their sound much. Over, you know, the how how since the, the decades, the decades that they've been performing together, they're kind of like uh, Bruce Springsteen. Other
0: than the fact that they're um, featuring Daft Punk as co-writers on the new they album, are.
1: yeah, this one is a departure. Yeah, you know, they they do they have a they title? are writing. It's it's a working. T- they're working on a title still. But mm-hmm. they're writing, you know, all of the music. But then Daft Punk is coming in and laying down some synth tracks. Uh, to that would go be along. so good, actually.
0: <laughs> Real talk, I would buy the fuck out of that album. Bob Seger <laughs>
1: country folk featuring Daft Punk. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, I think it'd be great. It'd be a la corn, uh, featuring Skrillex on a lot of their songs on their yeah. new album, yeah. newest album. Could be a couple of years old by now. You know, yeah, time goes by. Yeah. So, so that was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so that's that's what. Sweet sixteen. One day you're sixteen. One day you're sweet sixteen, and uh, the next day you turn thirty-one. So time. and day after that, you've been dead for sixteen years. <laughs> <all> right, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so uh, who who are you talking <laughs> about again? Um, they might, they be might be giants. Okay. And I've been, I've been stewing on this subject a little bit because it's a uh, subject of controversy. Um, they might be giants uh, is an indie rock group um, consisting of several uh, human beings who are stricken with the uh, the uh, uh, um, it's called. Uh, um, where the uh, pituitary gland has a tumor growing on it. It's uh, gigantism, mm-hmm. is what you would call it. Uh, a la Andre the Giant, um, yeah. B- Great Khali, you know, um, uh, George Murison right. of uh, My Giant fame. Um, who is actually in the band, by the way. Uh, George Murasan plays drums in uh, They Might Be Giants. And at first, they were actually called by a different name, Um, but because of their stature, a lot of people would kind of, there were rumblings in the music community, uh, sort of like discrimination, I would say. You know, people would uh, detract from the quality of the music by only focusing on the size of the performers. Right. Um. You know, saying these they might be considered giants, and rather than uh, taking that to heart and getting discouraged and quitting music and going off into different corners of the world to die at a young age from uh, gigantism, they decided to embrace the stereotype and actually name their band after uh, this um, uh, condition. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, they, you might call it a gift, yeah. Exactly, it, it worked out for him, right? And uh, you know, they can actually play songs that normal-sized human beings can't even fathom because the you know the sheer size of their hands uh, and the sheer size of their instruments because it's all custom-made. The entire stage show, the drums are custom, guitars, bass. Um, okay. And, uh, George Mirosan's hands are so big that his fingers are actually the size of drumsticks, right? <laughs> so he doesn't need drumsticks, he just uses right. his index I fingers mean, he and... does have a pair of Louisville sluggers that he likes to whip out every now yeah. and again and use as drumsticks, yeah. um on those heavy duty skins that he has made out of, uh, sheep skin actually, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot more durable than what, uh, normal drum heads are made out of, which is, which are, uh, acrylic I believe. Yeah. Um, but he will, he'll set those Louisville sluggers down, um, and just kind of start playing with his fingers and, uh, he gets a really nice sound cause he'll let his, uh, the uh the nails on his index fingers grow out yeah so he can get kind of a scratchy you know jazzy sound out of it uh which really works well for that um that indie that sweeping indie rock sound that they go for it's i wouldn't call it post-rock but it's bordering on post-rock uh because the guitars are just drenched in reverb and everything's just kind of spacey, and, uh, there's a lot of drones and, uh, things like that, but, um, Murasan holds his own on drums, and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, because, uh, it's unfortunate that their lead singer, um, Manute Bull passed away a few years back, um, he actually, uh, did the celebrity boxing that was popular for a couple years on Fox, and, uh, Sustained some injuries um, and uh, he never quite came back from that. So, but uh, they might be giants, you know. You can listen to them on Spotify, Uh, they have, I think, six or seven albums, um, all of which are pretty solid. You know, they do kind of suffer from that. Their first album was the best kind of thing that a lot of bands fall in. Um, Their first album was called uh, Turtle Turtle. Um, it, uh, it's a classic, you know, and then they followed, followed that up with their second album, Sponge, mm-hmm. uh, that didn't quite hit with the mainstream audience, but I still think it's a, it's a great album. So is that the one you... with the, uh, uh, the song cake boy? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everything on the album song. is titled after porous things. Mm-hmm. That's why the album... Is called sponge Mm -hmm. um, because porous everything anything that can soak up and hold water um, was used as a title for different songs and they would kind of juxtapose different things so you got cake boy um, you know which was cake boy was actually Steven Hillenburg's inspiration for Spongebob oh uh, if you didn't know Hmm. so if you want to go back through that album and listen, you know, to Cake Boy, it's really interesting the parallels that you can draw between the lyrics of that song. I'll and be the going back and listening to it. Right, absolutely. I yeah. yeah, I know you're a big fan. Um, so I like to listen to it while uh, I'm playing video games. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's a good uh, album mm-hmm. to put on yep. for any video game. It just has such an all-encompassing mood. That it uh, really immerses you in whatever you're doing. Yeah. So, so mute your TV and uh, just put Cake Boy. Well, just put the album Sponge on right. on kind of repeat. Yeah. So it'll loop around because the first track actually bleeds from the last track, so mm-hmm. you get that kind of circular album yeah. structure. So. Cool. They might be giants. Thank you. Thank you. People, sure, giant musicians yeah. who play music. Why don't we tell Bender about Rest in peace, Minute Bowl, by the way?
1: <laughs> tell me about Bob Seeger. I know Bob Seger. <laughs> <laughs> Working Bob Seger. on the
0: night moves. I don't know that song. Trying to make a front page driving news. Have you ever do you Working remember when we talked about uh Catman 2? <laughs> You never heard that it's a song? Seeger song. And then we said uh, there would be they could do a sequel where he comes out with it like, you know, thirty years later and it's just
1: Catman Two <laughs> And then
0: it's Instead of Catman, yeah. Do, it's Catman Man Two. <laughs> it makes it funnier if you know the song. <laughs> um, yeah. Bob Seeger's a famous rock and roll musician. Yeah. Yeah. He's a staple on every classic rock station out there. Right. Yeah. You've heard Bob Seeger's songs. Uh, probably I for can't sure. think of one of them though. Right. Uh, and he had the silver bullet band, not the country folk. <laughs> the country folk. <laughs> Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band. They do still... Bob Seger still tours. I don't know if yeah. it's still the sil- Silver Bullet Band. I keep
1: my, In my mind, I just like am overlaying Michael McDonald on top of Bob You Seger. might as well,
0: because they sound relatively similar. Um, they look very similar these days, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember just... Googling what Bob Seger looks like in 2015,
1: mm-hmm. and uh, he looks almost exactly like <laughs> Michael McDonald. <laughs> I just... I yeah, like I can't. They're they're like a Dragon Ball Z fusion to me. Yeah, and they're pretty much the same person.
0: Yep, and put those both those guys both on steroids, and you get uh, Joe Cocker. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Joe Cocker. I w- I would lump him in with uh, Seeger. He's even raspier than Seeger, though. Seeger's yeah. got that trademark. Cigarette voice. Did we talk so about Seeger last
1: week? Uh-uh. Yeah, week I mentioned before?
0: him. I said Joe Cocker's like a poor man's yeah, Cigar. Okay. Which might offend some Cocker fans, because I don't know Cocker as well. Well, um, maybe if you got into him, you'd change your tune. That's right. Maybe if he got into you. That's true. I uh, was going to say, it could it's be... It's work now. It could be like uh, a lot of people say, oh, James Taylor's overrated. Jim yeah. Croce is the real... Mm -hmm. King of that style of folk music. Yeah. He just didn't reach the same level of fame. It could be a similar situation. It could. Seeger's the mainstream guy, but Cocker is the guy you really want to delve into his catalog. You really want
1: to get a big, healthy of Cocker. Yeah. Right in your ears.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel compelled to check out more of Joe Cocker. Honestly, but do you have anything to say about they
1: might be giants? Uh, them offender? being indie isn't too far off, mm-hmm. but they are a two piece band. Okay, uh, do they have actually gigantism? I, no, they don't have gigantism. <laughs> did you ever watch um, Malcolm in the Middle? <laughs> oh, life the is unfair. Song? That's they yeah. might be giant. They also, I believe, they're not a, the boss of me now. I believe they also You're did the theme the song for Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. So they're... They're very... They're nerdy. Yeah, they're so they're more like... Uh, uh, like uh, What's the name of the guy? Ben Folds? Is that... Kind of, yeah. Except they're... I've literally been listening to They Might Be Giants since I was born. Literally. Okay. Their, their one album, uh, Flood, which is close to Sponge, which was funny. <laughs> Sponge. <laughs> Flood. <laughs> <laughs> Flood came out in nineteen ninety. Okay. And I was born in eighty nine. I've literally been listening to Flood since it came out. Cool. Well, we're about to. My whole family were going to see him in March. Nice. Nice. It was. Uh, they were my first concert ever when I was nine years old, and now, years later, I get to see them again.
0: I feel like your parents kept kept up with the
1: times a little more they than kind
0: mine. Of, yeah. My. My dad I was raised on like three dog night and the
1: doors and I listened to the Beatles and you know well, we sixties and seventies bands, but bands I remember listening to like on repeat all the time when I was little. They might be giants, the Beatles, Elvis, uh R. E. M. and Red Hot Chili Peppers. R.E.M.'s
0: M.'s fucking fantastic. Yeah, and
1: uh, You U two. You too, yeah. Joshua I'm, Tree, you can't yeah, get wrong Yeah, that's with. the one. Yeah, we, my mom would always play uh, "Blood Sugar Sex Magic" when we were little. Jesus and we Christ, listened, that was like the Chili Peppers <laughs> album. That in California, but mm-hmm. yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> hold on. Uh, okay, um, while you guys were discussing that, I was just I was finding what we didn't know shit about. This okay. Week. And I thought this would be good. Is it maple syrup based? No. This okay. week we're gonna we're traveling to Ireland. Okay. Some Ireland news. All right. I have a little Irish blood in me. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Probably I all of us. Oh I, yeah. You know, know what? I don't. Real you don't quick. Don't have any either. Irish blood. None? None.
1: None. Not that I know of. Um,
0: I found out uh, my beard is kind of red, though my hair is not. Mm-hmm. I None. read about why this is. Why is that? It means that someone in your family had red hair at really? some point. So, so there was a, a dyed-in-the-wool ginger at some point, and that gene can just kind of hang out in the background. Yeah. And even if, like, both your parents have brown hair or there's no one immediately close to you with red hair, it can just kind of, like, pop up in an unexpected place. Okay. So that's why it'll appear in beards and not yeah. just, like, on your hair because yeah. the hair on your head. It it kind of, it'll show up like, you know, yeah. in the pubic regions. <laughs> Though I don't have red pubic hair, yeah. it's possible that it could happen to someone that you just like you have brown hair everywhere except mm. down in your junk. So well, I have a heavy amount of red hair in my in my uh, mustache and goatee area. Yeah, and it seems as if that is the first hair. To turn white, mm. uh, because I'm I have several white whiskers and white, you know, chin hairs. Uh, so I'm seeing the red disappear and turn into white as I die. Mm-hmm. Uh, so
1: <laughs> as you die. Well, yeah, I
0: had the I had the red going on, and that's interesting to know that uh, I may have a. I have a descendant that was a redhead. Well, um, so redheads, Ireland. Uh, Here's our headline. Woman arrested over limerick death. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, man, that could go so many ways. Language is... The English language leaves a lot of room for... uh, Jokes. Interpretation. Jokes. <laughs> because <laughs> the, limber- the limerick death, the mm-hmm. limerick died. Uh, she killed a limerick. Uh, she killed, she killed a person with a limerick. With a limerick. That's what I was thinking. I think that's. She told them a limerick that was so complex and. They uh, died. That they died <laughs> pondering it. Or <laughs> she told someone a limerick next to a cliff. And uh-huh. they fell off while they were thinking about it. Or, or laughing. She, yeah. It was a funny limerick. And they died <laughs> laughing. Or limerick death. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of lost balance. Yeah. Uh, next to the cliff. Well, I was thinking that the limerick was so devastating that they just couldn't handle it. And like they, were, <laughs> they shut down. Shut down. Yeah. What if the limerick was so... What if it was insulting... Mm-hmm. To maybe a family member, um, and the person retaliated against the limerick giver, and uh, killed them for uh, revenge purposes. Um, so, limerick death. Mm-hmm. So, what are we gonna roll with? Because we don't know shit about this, obviously. To me, <laughs> I think that uh, what well, has to be it has to be the transmission. Of the limerick, to someone else cause their death in some way? <laughs> now, if it was funny or if it was insulting, that that's kind of what I'm trying to narrow down here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think, what you guys have to say.
1: Uh, how good does a, the limerick have to be, or how, how funny does it have to be for somebody to die over it? You know? Well,
0: I think what happened was a person went to the hospital to cheer up um, an ailing family member who had a a, a terminal illness, perhaps, or maybe an illness that borderlined on terminal that perhaps they could have come back from. Maybe they were on the upswing, and they just wanted to uh, cheer cheer up their uncle, uh, Uncle O'Shaughnessy, and told him a nice limerick and got him laughing so hard that uh he he passed out and died uh from laughing because the limerick was so so funny and it's a uh, rumor has it that the limerick uh it's uh, been passed on from generation to generation yeah and it's only spoken out loud at certain points um it's in poor taste to just throw this limerick around willy-nilly. It's not spoken out loud. It's like uh, Voldemort. Mm-hmm. You don't know, say, you know. He's, but you know he, about it. Right. You yeah. know about it. You sort of know what it's about. But now, real quick, before we go any further, I feel like uh, for anyone who's listening, maybe some people aren't familiar with what a limerick is. Right. So I, I can give an example here. Okay. I just pulled up. Uh, this one is titled Man from Nantucket. You might okay. have heard this one before. Right, I have. Uh, regale us. There once was a man from Nantucket whose dick was so long he could suck it. He said with a grin while wiping his chin, if my ear were a hole, I could fuck it. <laughs> so that's kind of, it's that kind of rhyme scheme. <laughs> <coughs> Okay. Uh, I think I just experienced uh, what happened.
1: <sighs>
0: Let me compose myself. I'm sorry. Um Wow. So that I think we just found out or I did firsthand what how dangerous a clever limerick can be. Um because I, I felt my life waning, uh, before my eyes, the, the, uh, flame of life inside me flickering, and I almost gave in to, to death's, uh, grasp, but I refused, uh, and now I'm back, so. But if I was in poor health, I might have just bought, bought the farm there. Let's try one more. (laughs) I don't know if I can handle it. There once was a woman from Q... Who filled her vagina with glue? She said with a grin if they pay to get in, they'll pay to get out of it too. Oh God, what the hell? <clears throat> <clears throat> so it. <clears throat> <clears throat> think Bob's he's going to be okay but I can see how this would affect someone to the point where they might pass on so I think what we better do is we might want to uh not actually say any more limericks out loud because please this is torture there's something there's something about the rhyme scheme just uh, it's, um, it's it's very arresting. It's it's black magic, is what it is. Yeah. Um, I think what it is is limericks are are spells uh, uh, that are kind of masked in uh, clever clever rhymes, but when delivered, um, they just kind of there's this feeling where your lungs are just kind of being compressed by, uh, phantom hands that aren't there, but, yeah, it's, it's very frightening, so if you were on your deathbed or in poor health, I could see how that could really just, (sighs) Mm. I could get ya. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) (laughs) so, I guess to wrap up here, do you think that the woman um, should be charged for the death? Yes! Yeah? She's a witch. Yeah? Burner. Burner at the stake. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's enough uh, stake burnings these days. I think we should bring that back as a form of execution. Yeah. Honestly. Well, it helps keep people in line. Right. That's what it does. Especially those practicing witchcraft. Because mm-hmm. um, these limericks... You know, you may think they're all fun and games, but you really have to consider what you're doing when you speak one of those out loud in the company that you're in, because if you go spouting those things out to elderly folks or, you know, infant infants, you know, that mm-hmm. you could easily, easily cause them to pass away yeah. before your eyes. infanticide, right? Absolutely. Quickly, yeah. Uh, with your little baby Mm -hmm. so be careful of that and be careful of uh any limericks that you hear someone about to say if you notice that very familiar meter yeah just stop them and say let me tell you about a woman from ireland who was recently charged with murder yeah for a limerick death and 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 uh consider the consequences of finishing this limerick Mm -hmm. before you continue And just be aware, you know. Tell, well, look. Everyone likes to be a comedian, and everyone wants to get a good laugh. But it's not worth it in this case. And we know how effective limericks are. Uh, You just have to abstain because it's it's not it's not worth anyone's life. Do you think reading a limerick could be hazardous to your health? No, I think it's it's accurate. Hearing one, yeah, you hear it spoken because as you noticed. You read it out loud and there was nothing. Mm-hmm. You didn't experience any ill effects. No. Um. But I I did. And so. Bender was not focusing on it like you were. Right. So, yeah, I heard it, it.
1: I heard it, but I was, but not, you were, I was not nearly as affected. Did your
0: heart skip a beat at all?
1: Maybe just mildly? or. Yeah, uh, it, it was. I I was. Short of breath. I, I think you really need to be paying astute attention yeah. to mm-hmm. the limerick, you know? Mm-hmm. So if. Okay. You know, if, if if she had visited the hospital, you know, to try to cheer up an ailing family member, then you would have to assume that that family member is just focused intently on what she's saying, which is, you know, where the fatal accident came through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I've heard the
0: tale. Um, it's a lot of people kind of debate about this, but I've I've i uh, come, uh, to know that, uh, when SEAL Team 6 was, uh, uh, penetrating the facility, which Obama, (laughs) (laughs) Obama, Freudian slip there, Obama is Osama Bin Laden secretly, no, uh, Osama Bin Laden was killed by a limerick delivered by SEAL Team 6, uh is the moral of the story I was just trying to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, He was hiding behind a, uh, behind a a shower door, um, bulletproof shower door. Uh, They couldn't (laughs) penetrate it with uh, conventional weapons. So, but it wasn't soundproof. That was the fatal mistake. So, uh, they had rehearsed this limerick on the helicopter on the way uh, to the facility, and they delivered a, a limerick to bin Laden, and uh, he began to cackle loudly. Um, and they said uh, when he finally did pass away, um, the entire shower door was just smeared with blood because he had coughed up um, most of the blood in his entire system. Had just feces everywhere too. Wasn't right, he had he shit himself. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, which is uh, you know a common occurrence for someone who passes away from a limerick. So yeah, think about what you're doing. It, it's like owning a firearm, mm. knowing a limerick. So we're actually trained professionals. So that's why I was able to. Handled the limerick, but even you know with my training, I was still, you know, physically devastated, and um, may not be able to stand up for several hours. Yeah, so. it can really ravage you. So be careful. <laughs> and uh, and the limerick death is uh, what we don't know shit about. Right so take, that was a take, tough one. Take all that with a grain of salt. <laughs> It might not be correct. <laughs> I will go out on a limb and say it's definitely not okay. correct at all. None of that is true. Well, Except for the Osama bin Laden thing. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't. He was not expecting the limerick strategy. No. This is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Terrorists. Maybe we can learn. <laughs> maybe we can. Maybe we can use that strategy on ISIS yeah. uh, and rid the world of some really bad people. Just blare Limericks over <laughs> their secret hideout and see what happens. Yeah. Walk into can... a land covered in blood and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Massive cleanup effort, but yeah, might be worth it. Yeah. Best of luck to everyone out there. and All the guys in our armed forces, uh, you're the real heroes. Yeah. So. so support the troops. Um. <laughs> Does anyone have any uh, any video game news they want to talk about? Any good video games? Uh, Bob, are you still playing Fallout? You know what? I, I'm just getting ready to jump back into it cuz yeah. i um i took a break with the star wars fever that oh, i've been yeah. suffering from um i've been playing a a lot of battlefront and uh um jedi knight 2 jedi outcast on pc um so but i think i you know if i get some time myself it might be time to pop the old fallout 4 back in and Take off running from where I last left off. Um, Bender, are you still doing uh, Star Wars?
1: Uh, on occasion, I got Darksiders too. Oh. Uh, for the holidays, so I've been. I actually dove pretty heavy into that. Uh, and uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't even know how, how long the game is or anything. I would assume I'm about halfway. I I've uh, changed overworld maps if you mm-hmm. will so I think you know I played probably about 75% of the way through the first Darksiders I beat really the first one. Dark- yeah I beat the first one which is why when they re-released the second one on PS4 I was excited because I never got to play it uh, previously and it's been a long time since I played the first Darksiders but uh, I I really I, I love Battlefront and everything but I do not like playing online Yeah. Unless unless I we I've got four or five friends with me, you know. If we're all playing, or some of my other friends are playing, then I, I really enjoy it. But if I'm by myself, I typically really don't like being online. Why not? I don't know. It's just not. I because you get your ass handed to oh you. No, yeah. I'm not, no. I fuck, I fuck shit up in Battlefront. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I. Let's compare just, kill death ratios. I'm not competitive dick. enough, I guess. Mhm. I just want I don't want my gaming experience to be a competition. I just want to play video games. So, I was really excited to get Dark Siders because it's just a single player solo. It's basically a mature Zelda. Yeah, you know. The um
0: I heard 2 was much more open world than It's the yeah, it first seems one. that way, yeah. yeah.
1: It's still very It's as open world as Zelda is. Yeah. You know, it's still very like you have your map and you have to go to a specific place and you just like have a horse and you ride you ride to that place, but Do you um, ever fuck the horse? No, you don't you don't (laughs) fuck the horse. (laughs) Do you ever fuck horses in Fallout? Yep. Just We're trying to, complete, to make this show a little edgier, just guys. Just to complete
0: the, we the transaction to that, here, we gotta appeal to that eighteen to thirty-four demographic. Well, I was gonna complete the transaction and just okay. let everyone know that I've never fucked D horse in uh in Metal Gear, so <laughs> D horse. Yeah, <laughs> I fucked Shadow Mirror in uh in uh, Elder Scrolls, so there's a mod where you can.
1: Are you still playing Metal Gear?
0: Yes. How far are you? 53% Jesus. complete.
1: How long have you playing it?
0: Um, I'm probably at around 115 or 120 hours.
1: God.
0: <laughs> 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 53%, so. folks. But I know that the, the completion, I think, during the second half goes a little faster. Okay. So it's not. I don't think it's a true 53%. I think I'm closer to being all the way through it than that sounds. Okay. But there's still, like, other side stuff to complete, uh-huh. you know. And that's what takes a lot of the time. They've okay. got a lot of little, they call them side ops, which are optional missions that you can do. And they're, like, you know, 100 and, I think 157
1: of those. Mm. So... Yeah, I actually I well. took on a couple side quests <clears> in Darksiders, <throat> which is something I don't normally do. But and mm-hmm. it, it did bother me much like uh, the Witcher. Yeah, where like literally everyone you talk to just gives you a side quest. Mm-hmm. Darksiders, I was almost discouraged because right at the be right at the beginning they give you about six side quests and you can't you don't even have the chance to complete some of them until you make it to the second uh, realm yeah and it took you know it took me forever to like figure out that i there was more of the game past what i thought my initial goal was yeah so i was a little frustrated with that but now that i'm where i am i've a couple i've done a couple side quests and it's it's fun i
0: appreciate the extra content <laughs> bob how do you feel you like side quests? I,
1: I love the side quests. I
0: prefer to play as much side content as I can as the game will allow. Cause usually a good good game designers will make it so that you complete so many side missions and then you kinda max out how many you can play. Right. And then you have to complete part of the main story to unlock more side missions. Yeah, And I usually kind of go through like that, do as many side missions as I can. Then once those are, you know, kind of checked off the list, play a little of the main story, open up some new side missions, go complete all of those, and go back and forth until I've completed the entire game. I'm not a completionist <laughs> by any means, but, you know, as far as, I mean, I, you know, Maybe not with games like Skyrim and Fallout 4, because being completionist in those is who has a life to dedicate to doing that. But um, definitely with the Batman games, the Arkham games, I uh, 100%ed Arkham Knight, so um, it's possible all the Riddler trophies, and, and in that game, I think it's the most masterful use of, of side quests I've ever seen in a video game, because you play some of the main quests, you can complete the side quests, you think you're all done with them, you beat a little bit more of the main quest, and then some of the side quests come back that you think you completed, and then it's like, oh shit, you know, this guy returned or, you know, somebody broke out or something happens to where it's like, oh, there's more of this, more to this than I thought there was. I thought it kind of wrapped up, but, um, it's, it's just awesome. I'm going to pitch a game to you guys right now. Okay. Okay. And then I, you're going to play the role of the Short heads break. of the company. Mm-hmm. You're the producers. That I'm trying to uh, to come to with this game idea, and you're gonna you're gonna weigh the options, okay? Okay. Uh, the game that I want to pitch to you guys is called uh, Spaghetti Fuckboy, <laughs> and it's like an RPG. It's uh-huh. an open world, big city RPG, and you play as the uh, the title character, Spaghetti Fuckboy. Yeah, and what you're trying to do is become a good enough spaghetti chef that you can uh, you can impress enough women um, or men will we'll say anyone you want to, to be with yeah you have to wow them with your spaghetti platters yeah and uh, and you can level up in the kitchen and you can go around the city and try to collect ingredients for new uh, recipes and different meatballs and uh, all sorts of different things. And I yep. want to know what you have to say about this game and if you think it's going to be good for your target audience. And, Can you uh, level up in the bedroom as yeah. well? When you inevitably because you're also use a fuck your boy, fuck boy skills, <laughs> yeah. you want to be able to level those up as well. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's an appropriate game?
1: What's your target audience?
0: What's the demo? Are we deciding? What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like what it is would be a, a, a very niche audience. Uh, probably, you know, your 18 to 34 virgins who've <laughs> never slept with anyone. It sounds um, like an internet porn game. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, I don't, but I, that's a your... little bit more highbrow than that. I feel like it'd be a, uh, you know, it'd be available on the major consoles as like a, um, uh, it wouldn't be a full release. It would be like a downloadable game. Well, I, I'm th- my Or artistic a mobile vision, game. No, no, no. I, my vision is I want this to be uh, production-wise. I want the production value to be up there with your GTA. Um, <laughs> You're looking for a AAA release. I want a AAA release here. And I think that's what we need to make this game all that it could be. Um, See, I was picturing, like, a Zelda overhead view, but you're thinking, like, full-on GTA graphics. Well, like... automatically, I just thought of New York City. I thought that would be a great setting. So I want us to recreate the entire uh, the entire Isle of Manhattan uh-huh. um, to be playable in this game. Yeah. Two scale buildings, uh, enter any room that you can imagine. Um, My first concern is that this man only cooks spaghetti because after a while spaghetti gets a little, you know, you like spaghetti. I, I'm not knocking spaghetti at one bit, but if you've had spaghetti several times in a row, usually you'll want something different. eventually. But this is where you need to go out and collect the different ingredients <laughs> so that you can make different styles of spaghetti and, uh, I think you're gonna have to budge on this a little bit. You
1: could only eat so much spaghetti. Right. What if it's uh it's chef cooked fuck so boy. many way,
0: so, so many ways. So we've already you said okay. Chef the developer chef fuck boy. See, it just doesn't roll off the tongue for well, me. Well, that's the next thing I wanted to talk to you about. The okay. title. Okay. You're never gonna be able to market a AAA game with the word "fuck", fuck in boy. the title. <laughs> but this is a whole. <laughs> This is this is a big part of the game, guys. Uh, no. He's a fuckboy. You're not going to get... F- you can say fuckboy in the game, but you can't say fuckboy on that packaging or well, on the marketing wait, campaign. Wait, what either. if we did... What if we did F star CK? No. Right when you said F, I came up with your title. And I think it's going to please both of you. It's going to be called F-Chef. F chef, um, which implies the word fuck, <laughs> but it doesn't explicitly say fuck. It's edgy enough mm-hmm. without having the word fuck, but you could still trick your parents into buying it for you. If and then you were we also don't have
1: to only cook spaghetti.
0: Yes, because that was a that was never gonna fly. I just the I fact is we're the board of directors. You're pitching this, so we have to have. I mean, now we can include.
1: Now he can make Italian sausage and have dick puns. But I feel like F Chef is just a little (laughs) too nondescript,
0: guys. What about suck my cook?
1: (laughs) Nope. No,
0: because then that blows your whole fuckboy scheme, (sighs) because it implies that he's only ever going to achieve oral sex. Um, he, this man wants to experience coitus in all its magnificent ways if it's strictly oral sex you're running into the same problem as if he's only cooking spaghetti spaghetti's great oral sex is great but sometimes you want to uh, you want to uh, put the have, sausage in the hot pocket Yeah, sometimes you want to have real uh, full blown intercourse Sometimes you want a little hand play. Uh, on occasion, you maybe a twist on the world sex. Dude, you want sixty nine. Sixty nine is um, a good one. Um, and these are all things you can. If you're unlock, a little bit kinky, you, you can uh, uh, bring a little foot play in there. A little FJ cruiser for you. A little foot job action. I just, a little titty fucking. Jesus. I mean, you can't. You can't just suck the cook. You have to titty fuck. Uh, you have to bl- blow job, of course, intercourse, anal. You know, vaginal intercourse. All the all the classics. So you're you're painting yourself into a corner, and I don't want that to happen to you artistically. What if we just called it Chef You? Th- then then you fall into the game where Wii U is thinking this is an exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want... We want this to be across all platforms. So we don't want it to just be Chef U. So I'm, I'm liking F-Chef. You know, if you can come up with something that tops that, that doesn't say the word fuck, or exclusively... I feel like you guys are... You're really... You're not seeing the big picture. Hey, you can't <laughs> take a take a chance. Don't bite the hand that feeds, man. I'm just saying <laughs> can you imagine the headlines if your studio put out a game with fuckboy in the title? And now I'm saying yeah, don't even put the star in there.
1: The headlines would Chef be fuckboy.
0: Chef Fuckboy. boy. <laughs> so you are you are budging on the spaghetti. We can idea. buzz on the spaghetti. I want spaghetti in the game, and I want it to play a prominent role. I would prefer if spaghetti is the very first dish that you have to cook and master. Maybe the last one before your character dies of AIDS. Maybe. Hopefully he doesn't. That's a good idea. I want. So the strategy of the game is to sleep with as many seat. people as you can <laughs> while becoming a very talented New York <laughs> chef. And, and not, not an contracting STD. AIDS or any other STDs. Yeah, and not passing STDs on as well. Right. I feel like if you if you catch an STD, that'd be another part of the game. You have It's to up to your character to either uh, Can get you seek treatment, see, get yeah, treatment. You have to seek treatment. Whether it, but if it's incurable, it would stick with that character no matter what. Is there gonna be a uh any kind of a supernatural element where aids there can be cured, i was thinking uh, i was thinking a shaman if you, if you catch something incurable that you might run into someone who has a tip on a new recipe <laughs> that uh you can my make. name is error <laughs> here's how to cure aids <laughs> and you have to travel to maybe another part of the world and it's like a combat mission where you have to get the items for this new recipe to cure AIDS or, um... Hepatitis C, I believe, is incurable. Yeah, yeah, anything. Uh, Herp, genital warts. Genital warts, genital herpes. Yeah, so this adds... I mean, I feel like the possibilities are really endless, and I think that if you put Fuckboy in the title, you've got a hit on your hands. We're in 2016, I think people are ready. You guys just have to be the first ones willing to throw down the gauntlet and say... We're doing this. I, you know, the re, they're, we're the board of directors. It's 2016, yes, the culture is getting more progressive, but we're not Europe yet, plain and simply. Um, I think even if the game, it sounds like a quality product that we could put out, but... I see where you're going. I'm going to stop you. Thanks for your time. Um, <laughs> I'm going to develop Spaghetti Fuckboy on my own. And, and you're bringing back Spaghetti? And, and you guys are going to see what you missed out on. Well, so, um, hopefully... looking forward to it. We're looking forward to releasing our own version of Fuckboy that's going to appeal to a broader audience, include more foods than yours. You're running into a textbook... Yeah, you might get a true crime streets of L.A. title in there, but we're gonna be the the Grand Theft Auto of this whole f- new fuckboy genre, which you have handed to us on a platter. So, <laughs> um, good luck. Uh, I hope your little mediocre video game is a uh, can uh, uh
1: kind of break even. Keep an eye out for F Chef. Coming out soon. And
0: it, you know what? And people, initially, there's some, you might be thinking, well, they're going to copy my game. My answer to you is, okay, Armageddon, Deep Impact. (laughs) You know? If I put mine out first, everyone's going to know. Everyone's Mm
1: going to know. I'll put mine out first. No, because no one's going to play it. There are two
0: Jungle Book movies coming out this year. One from John Favreau and Disney, and another one from some other guy. Both of them have great casts. Uh, we'll let the audience decide. And they will. If you're listening out there, uh, cast your vote for either F Chef or Spaghetti, spaghetti Fuckboy. Fuck and let us know which one you want to play. Yeah. And, uh,. Keep in mind, ours takes place in New York City as well. You can cook any foods you want, have sex with anyone you want. Full nudity. Full nudity, full (laughs) penetration. Um, GTA uh, graphics. Grand Theft Auto style graphics. uh, DLC, constant releases of new DLC, new partners, uh, new recipes, and uh, new... uh, Sex positions. New positions. Uh, sub uh, subway system, uh, you know. So we've got the bigger budget, obviously, because you're pitching the game to us, and we have a partnership with uh, Rockstar Games. So, well, uh, and they made uh, uh, they made ping pong <laughs> <laughs> ping pong game. They've got uh, F Chef, and I just want to let everyone know that. Uh, while we've been sitting here, I was actually texting another studio just in case this didn't work out, and we are going to go ahead and they're lighting Spaghetti Fuckboy versus the world, and we're actually going to have a two-scale planet Earth. Um, we're talking every country, every city, uh, every building that exists out there in the world right now. Um, if you get on Google Maps and look, you know what? Uh, we will have that available for play. Um, every person in the world is being modeled for this game. So, okay. if there's you can, a you can finish whatever you're saying right now. But I just got a text that's gonna absolutely blow everyone's minds and make everything you're saying completely irrelevant. Bender, we had the end with Bioware. So it's a Bioware Rockstar co-production. Yeah. What is Bioware known for? Massive. Mass Effect what, Where does Mass Effect take place? The whole fucking universe The whole universe <laughs> Actually it's just the Milky the Way Galaxy Let's In see. the first three games But they're moving the game into the Andromeda Galaxy And so are we mm-hmm. F-Chef Andromeda Coming in 2016 Yes, 16 The end of the year Christmas time you will be able to travel to every real planet in the Andromeda Galaxy, fly from system to system, and have sex with not only human beings, but extraterrestrials as well. Simulated sex on your ship, in your captain's cabin, wherever you want. The entire galaxy. And then, if you get bored of the Andromeda Galaxy, Hey, I'm going to fly on back to the Milky Way and head on to Earth where uh, Spaghetti Fuckboy is messing around, doing whatever. And we're just going to drop in and say hi for a minute because we have the whole rest of the Milky Way galaxy galaxy to To explore. To fuck, yes. You want to fuck the sun? (laughs) Go ahead. Your ship actually grows a giant cock in our game, and you can actually... Fuck planets, if you want. You can cook on a a molecular scale and create life in the universe. Uh, So, that's cute. (laughs) Ha! Good luck. That's cute, (laughs) uh, because while you were giving me that description, I actually got a very important text message that's going to blow your announcement right out of the water. While we were sitting here just now, I got a text back from J.J. Abrams, and we have been greenlit on Spaghetti Fuckboy in the New Republic. (laughs) In this game, you will travel from a wormhole on planet Earth to the Star Wars universe, where you can fuck any Star Wars character that you have ever seen, any that you've ever read about. They're including the expanded universe of old, the Star Wars legends. And the new expanded universe, which is just getting started. All the movies, all what the What about ships? those terrible prequels? Can you uh, have sex with Hayden Christensen? You can. Because in our game, you can have sex with any person who's ever existed in real life. Any person who's ever going to exist. You can do that in Spaghetti Fuckboy, too. Without the expansion. Without we'll see. Without the expansion. We'll see what happens. Congratulations so, on the Abrams tie-in. Cast wow. your vote. Mm-hmm. Cast your vote. Yep. Spaghetti Fuckboy versus the world. F Chef. The movie. The movie. <laughs> the game. The experience. The TV show. The life. Spaghetti Fuckboy versus the world, and also the add-on Spaghetti Fuckboy and the New Republic. <laughs> so whichever you out there listening find more appealing, make sure you let us hey, know. Hey, F Chef. You can't just bulldoze over F. Chef and act as if our game doesn't exist. It's... Our game exists in the fourth wall of your game. You guys, in our game, you can actually sit down at a computer and play Spaghetti Fuckboy versus the world no. in its entirety. No, that's not legal. Oh, we'll make it legal. <laughs> we have a team of four hundred lawyers. We've got. You'll Disney. be bogged down. We've got Disney. You have Abrams. You never and you know said what that Disney. Means? Because you're That's, bringing in that extended universe, you can't have Well, Disney he was my hookup. He well, was the hookup. And that means that we're also in with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel. We've got Marvel. We've got Marvel. We've got everything. Disney movies. This is all in the works, guys. But as confirmed right now... Uh, Spaghetti Fuckboy in the New Republic is the first uh, big add-on that we'll have coming out for you, and it's going to be free. So um, (laughs) as long as you purchase uh, Spaghetti Fuckboy versus the World, then you will get every additional universal add-on free of charge. If you buy uh, uh, F-Chef, we will give you a lifetime supply of free food, free gasoline, and free housing for as long as you live. You can live in our facility, play F-Chef till the cows come home, which they literally will because they have telling an on-site you, dairy. What they're farm. not telling you is that there is very limited space <laughs> and they only have one apartment available for this deal. So it's going to go to the yeah. first person who buys their game and the rest of you guys are going to be left in the lurch. Except for the fact that Stay Bill away Gates from is, it. is buying our, own, is building an entire campus for F-Chef the size of a small country where Don't people can live. Them, and you people heard can live free of charge and play the game with no encumbrances and with free real sex from real women. You heard you heard the pitch. <laughs> I pitched Spaghetti Fuckboy first. This idea is stolen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a sham. It's well, a ripoff. We'll, we'll it's see a knockoff. We'll and uh, we hope that everyone has a yes. good week, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.
1: F-Chef. Surup divorce.